Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Tech Talk is here. Doug Swinhart is in. And our phone number, 651-989-9226. Call or text if you're having problems with your computer, hardware, software, whatever. Not sure how something works or why something isn't working, by all means, call or text the program. Now is a great time. We always get busy at the end of the show and aren't able to get everyone on the air. So call or text right now, 651-989-9226. And always good to visit with you, Doug. I hope uh, you're doing well. Indeed. Staying healthy. Wiping machines down with alcohol when they come in and wiping them down with alcohol when they go out. I am absolutely amazed at how many people, even my past customers, were not fully prepared to work from home. My phone has been coming off the hook. I think that we got it settled down a little bit, but um, I, I, I thought that there would be a much smoother transition for people to work at home. But missing monitors and letting things go and... Well, and now they're there, and got, they're making it happen, though, and that's what counts. I think that this thing is a good thing, and we should keep our distance for a while. Yeah, no doubt. One of the things we brought up a week ago is bandwidth. If you have a household where maybe there's kids trying to get their schoolwork done, uh, mom or dad are trying to work as well, bandwidth can be an issue, and uh, you you multiply that over an entire neighborhood and you could be seeing bandwidth problems in your neighborhood oh no question but i i do believe that uh comcast and CenturyLink and charter frontier they've opened up the pipe as much as they can and things are really going much much smoother than than they could be uh, that said you know when you're working from home and you're used to working on a on a on a station in front of you if you've got proper bandwidth there's really very little difference uh, when Comcast has got everything working, and this week has been good at my house. Uh, Nancy works in a law office, and she's been here, and nearly everything on our end is lickety-split fast. But then she's got the problem of the other end being over-inundated. They didn't have quite enough bandwidth for everybody. But we'll get through this. I'm confident. Yeah, there's no doubt uh, IT workers have been uh, – problem solving now for a while on this and once again uh things certainly got better as the week went on by the way if you want to talk to doug 
uh, computer problems, whatever they are, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. Tech Talk underway, the Twins. Game one of the 87 World Series coming up on the radio at noon today. Eric Nelson follows. He'll have a chat with one of those heroes of that game, Dan Gladden, following the ball game today after 3 o'clock here on News Talk 830-WCCO. Well, let's get started on the text line, Doug. How sure. do you sign a ties a laptop someone else has used? You you mentioned wiping it down with alcohol. Uh, tell us what you do, what you recommend. So not only you're sanitizing it, but not damaging the equipment. Oh, absolutely. Um, just standard um, uh, alcohol that you buy at the drugstore. Take a small Kleenex, make it sure it's soft. Don't put too much on, but just wipe the whole thing down, especially keyboards. And most people wipe down a laptop, and they don't do the adapter. Might as well do the adapter as well. Um, I normally have another dry Kleenex just in case there's some excess, uh, and just wipe that off the excess, and you should be good to go. I, I, I don't know any other way to actually sterilize them. And when I take them apart, I wipe them down all the way on the inside as well. But it's, um, it's just a good practice, just a good practice indeed. And I handle so much equipment that I generally will clean them up coming in anyway. But normally don't use alcohol. I use like an orange cleaner, just something to clean them up a little bit. But I, the alcohol works perfect. You can use that on the inside and your chips and everything. It just works out just perfect. Yeah, it is, it is very effective for sure. And that's one of the things that, that we do. Uh, at at my full-time job, and one of the things when this story started to evolve and it became clear we, we had a pandemic on our hand is that even uh, wiping down a shared mouse, any, any of that sort of equipment, uh, the, the good news is alcohol is very effective, and it, it also evaporates and won't damage that sensitive equipment. So in that way or shape or form, if you're not soaking it, uh, down if you're wiping it down as you alluded to that that seems to be uh, pretty good by the way our phone number and text number is 651-989-9226 call or text 651-989-9226 um, Doug do you have any minimum graphics specs this is from our text line needed for enjoyable PC gaming I know these gaming computers whether you're doing flight simulator or other gaming, uh, you, you need a pretty robust computer to get that done. It's usually better if you do have a beefy machine. Uh, I think too many people focus too much attention on strictly graphics, but you really need, a, I, I would say, minimum i5 quad processor. And again, bandwidth is absolutely essential. A solid-state drive would complement that to, to a degree of you're just rocking. Uh, as far as graphics cards, sky is the limit today on graphics cards. They, they, you start out probably at about $30, $40 for a replacement card, and they go, uh, there's really no limit. They put dual cards in, and, and sometimes that can actually create some timing issues. But the big thing is, is to have a balanced system, and most gamers that have trouble... It has more to do with their Wi-Fi connection or their bandwidth. And Wi-Fi has made huge steps forward 
and it seems to be continuing. Uh, Google now, their little mesh system for $200, excuse me, $300, and you're talking about covering 4,400 square feet with strong signal at 5 gigahertz. So gamers need to be aware of their local area network speed, their internet speed, and a good balanced system. Even a computer that is using shared memory, if it's got a decent chip on the motherboard and you've got 16 gigs of RAM, it should work just fine. And I encourage people to think in terms of, we use the term gaming computers a lot, and I personally don't care for that term. It's just optimized machines. But that we're stick with whatever standards we have today. Um, great, great tech. Thank you for that. Again, another biggie, uh, what I know about gaming machines, keep them cool. You, you, you want to make sure because uh, depending on what you're doing, they can run hot. That's for sure. All right, let's oh, go no to the doubt. phones. Yeah, Doug, Doug Swinhart's in. It's Tech Talk underway on a Saturday. Let's start with Bob and Eden Prairie. Bob, you're on the air. Hello. Morning, guys. Love listening to your show. Appreciate it very much. Thanks for being there. Thank you. Um, yeah, thank you. So my folks who are 86, 87 years old have a laptop, or I'm sorry, a desktop, an old, old thing that's basically going belly up. We're not going to put any more time or money into that. So I want to replace that with a laptop, a mobile device of that nature that my dad, my mom's fairly disabled, so she can't really use it, but my dad in his office could have it and get a, uh, a docking station for it, so of course he could use his peripherals, full keyboard, mouse, and monitor, but to have it as a laptop that he could disconnect and then show my mom, who's, again, disabled, bring it over to the other room to show her things on it when he wants to. And you had mentioned last week about that you really liked the Chromebook, um, that it was a good price and all that, so I was leaning in that direction. All they really need is, you know, he does Internet and, Outlook, or I mean email and some Microsoft Word activities and PDF and have a video and, and audio capability on it, mm-hmm. um, but but also a docking station that would work with something like that. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. I personally believe that a Chromebook is the absolute answer for this solution. And many people will say, well, i got to have a docking station that goes exclusively with that piece of equipment. And I would suggest that you find a docking or find a nice Chromebook that's affordable and get them signed up with a, with a Google account and then just go to Amazon.com and type in docking station. Whenever I do a search for equipment at Amazon, I always check the uh, Prime. You're going to get free shipping and guaranteed returns if it doesn't actually configure properly. Uh, you won't have any problem returning it. Uh, plus, they have a ton of equipment, and you'll be able to find something, and you can actually even ask the question, will this go with a Chromebook? And most of them will. It's very standard. The docking stations are much, much less complex today than they have been in the past. Uh, just make sure you get one that's compatible with Windows and the whole nine yards, and when you walk in, plug it in, it'll just drain right up. The, the Chrome operating system is moving forward at a very rapid rate. I really think this is your answer. You're on the right track. And kudos to you for taking care of your parents. And thank you so much for the call. Quick break. We have more on the way. It is Tag Talk 
Underway on a Saturday morning ahead of the Twins. Game one of the 1987 World Series. That's going to be a lot of fun. Coming up out of the break, Mike and Lionel Lakes will visit with Jesse and Litchfield and Rick and Blaine. Hang on the line. It is Tech Talk here at News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Tech Talk with Doug underway on a Saturday morning here at News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. To the phone lines we go. Uh, we start with Mike and Lionel Lakes. Mike, here on the air with Doug. Hello. Well, good morning. I was just calling because uh, yesterday I tried to install uh, Norton 360 on an old laptop that we use once a year to do our taxes, mm-hmm. and it wasn't able it wasn't able to install. And the tech at Norton told me that I'm being actively hacked, and I'm wondering what that meant. There are processes running in the background that are preventing that solution from being installed. If you can get this thing up and running and preferably use Google Chrome for a web browser or Firefox, go to Google.com and in the search box type in ADW Cleaner space, and that's A-D-W-C-L-E-A-N-E-R space, and Major Geeks, M-A-J-O-R-G-E-E-K-S, and that'll take you to the Major Geeks file depository. And you can download ADW Cleaner. It's a portable program. It doesn't need to be installed. Once you get it, run it. It should clear that out, reboot, and then you'll be able to move forward. There is also another free virus available, and it's called Reason, R-E-A-S-O-N. And that looks to me to be a pretty decent product, even for an old machine. So you might want to check that out. And it's um, probably going to be a less complex installed than uh, than the norton 360 and i hope that helps thank you for the call all right great call mike by the way our number is 651-989-9226 651-989-9226 doug from our text line of turbo talk or turbo tax will not be supported by windows 7 next year what do i do well there's a couple of things that you can do um uh, turbo tax I believe, is actively working on a web-based solution. I haven't heard whether they'll have it ready for people in time for people to file this year. If you absolutely want to use TurboTax, you're probably going to be updating to Windows 10. It, there's really no way around that. You can try to see if it'll take on the 7. It might, but I doubt it. I think that they are in compliance with several of Microsoft's new rules, and used to be that an operating system would run its life, run its course for about 10 years. Well, they are now talking about end of life for Windows 10. They don't call it end of life anymore. They call it end of service. So our originals, they're running about two years. Microsoft wants to get to a point to where this is a service. So I believe the end result will be they can stop the service. I believe. And some people relate that to just updates, but I'm not so certain that that Windows might get to a point very soon where at a specific date, it just simply will not run and will not boot. We'll have to wait and see what's going to happen. But if you really have to have TurboTax, I think that that's a requirement. You might have to do it. I'd try it first. See if 7 works. And I hope that helps. Thank you so much for the tech. 
All right, let's go to the phone lines again. By the way, the number is 651-989-9226. That is good for a call or a text. Uh, let's go to Litchfield and Jez here on the air with Doug. Hello. Yes, uh, I just got a um, Chromebook, um, Lenovo, I believe, or Lenovo. And Lenovo. I tried. Yeah. yeah yep. And um, I tried to connect it to my uh, high definition TV with an HDMI cable, and the computer screen showed up on the TV, but anything that I would do on the computer would not transfer over to the TV. You know, I really like those little Chromecasts. And you could be suffering with a couple of things. Uh, HDMI cables, they are not all created equal. Depending upon your TV and the resolution on your computer, that could be an issue. The distance between your computer and your TV. If your TV is connected to your home network, you should be able to connect to it with wireless. If not, you can buy one of these little casts, little Chromecasts, I, I, I haven't seen one for a while, but i got to believe they're probably $25. Plug that into your computer, and whatever comes up on your screen will pop up on your TV. People who have issues with cables, it generally has to do with your resolution that's got set, and the computer might not be actually recognizing that display as a second display. should, but it might not. That and refresh rates. Well, with that Chromecast, all those issues are gone. That takes care of the whole thing because the TV's running in a native resolution and refresh rate, and your computer doesn't need to re- be readjusting to mirror the display. I like them little Chromecasts. That's probably your answer. And thank you so much for the call. I hope that helps. Yeah, and you can use those. I, I hooked one up to a, a TV downstairs at my mom and dad's house, and um it's one of those things where you can put stuff from your smartphone up there. It yep. it really has a lot of versatility. And when you play around with them, it's really amazing. And I, I think you're right, $25, $30 tops uh, for one of those. To the phones again, let's go to Rick and Blaine. Rick, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, how you doing? I, I listened quite a bit, but I finally got through here. I, I did something really dumb, you know, on the upgrade type thing. I have the... I have the Norton through my company, of course, who, you know, supplies that uh, for me. Uh, But I got something that said at one time, uh, you update 12 drivers or something like that from Simple simple Something or other. I forget the name of it. And I I called them afterwards, and I I complained quite a bit. And they they did refund when finally when I told them why I didn't want it. But uh, I still get the pop-ups. I get, you know, the... Uh, you have 11 outdated drivers and all this kind of stuff. And I trust the Norton product that, that runs automatically on the timer, you know, on there. Um, and then I run it sometimes too. But when I, I want to take it out and I go to the task manager and take it out of there. I think I've taken it out of the startup programs that come in. But not only does it pop up three or four times and I keep, you know, canceling them out, but then I get a little box from the top that sails down too, and so I got to close out of that. So each time is just kind of annoying, you know, that they keep popping it up. You know, yeah. and it's this is this is an ugly procedure. This is really an ugly, ugly thing, and it really disturbs me 
that we can't get to a point where we can have some laws in place where this software, first of all, I don't believe you should ever have to pay for drivers. I don't believe you should ever have to pay for updating drivers. Your best drivers will come right from the manufacturer of that computer. And I don't think this was a Norton problem per se. Whatever happened, put a small piece of software on your computer, probably made it look like Norton, and that is buried very, very deep at this point. Uh, you'd have to go into the registry and clean, and there's some other things. We can get rid of that. I will ask you to give me a call sometime next week, preferably after Wednesday, see if we can't connect up remotely, and I'll take a look at it and give you a little bit more information. But, yeah, I find this really, really disturbing. Uh, Windows also is, is sending out drivers, and generally it's getting better to get your drivers from Microsoft, but still. I think they should come from the manufacturer. They know that equipment much more intimately than a pre-programmed server or something of that nature. And give me a call. We'll take care of this. That, that bothers me. you got just people just sucking money for no reason whatsoever, in my opinion. And thank you for the call, and I look forward to hearing from you. We will have Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program today. It is Tech Talk, Saturday morning between 11 and noon here on News Talk, 830-WCCO. Doug Swin, a heart good enough to join us today. And our phone number on the program, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. We're going to be going to the text line. We have a lot of those lined up and a lot of good ones as well, but let's start with Carol and Egan. Carol, you're on the air with Doug. Hi. Hi, Carol. What's up? I, um, a couple weeks ago, my computer wouldn't connect to the Internet, and I cleared out all my cache to see if that would speed it up. That did not make a difference. And my, I have a laptop, and it's, about, it's an HP, and it's probably eight years old. Does it make sense to just go purchase a new one? Only if you have a ton of money. That age computer, I would have to have the model number and serial number. Give me a call later today or next week. Um, I had a similar situation with Nancy's 13-inch Toshiba, always complaining about the speed of her internet-connected wireless. And I did some searching, and I found a replacement Wi-Fi card on Amazon for $29. Before I put that in, she was getting 30 megabits per second down. Afterwards, 180 and it took about 10 minutes to take the back off and carefully remove the, uh, the other card, put the new one in, put the back back on, download the drivers. Probably grand total less than a half an hour. I haven't had a complaint since. Your computer may possibly be compatible with that card, and I think it is. Eight years old, I can almost guarantee we can update that card. Uh, give me a call, and we'll take care of that. I'm not big on buying new equipment if you don't have to. But if you got lots of money, absolutely, have at it. Uh, thank you for the call. I hope that helps. All right, very good, Carol. By the way, our phone number is 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. And you can call or text. That's good for all our programs here on News Talk, 830-WCCO. Uh, Doug, one of the big stories since uh, people uh, received the stay-at-home orders are people using the Zoom app 
uh, for video conferencing, etc., on their computers, and that's for work and to stay in touch with family and friends, etc. But uh, that app doesn't seem to be very secure. Uh, should people be concerned? What, what do we know? Are there other options out there? Well, I think this. I think for a normal teleconferencing, um, actually my association wants, needs to have a board meeting, and they called, and I recommended Zoom. I would have to agree with the security features. It, it really isn't something that you'd want for a, a high, secure environment. But normally, and I mean probably 90% of the people who just need to communicate and conference, it should work out fine. In addition to that, whenever we get one of these reports about security, we got to remember how many extra people are online with, with, with Zoom. It, it's going to be difficult to target which one is going to be a, a profitable one to dig into and, and, to, and to hack in and start dinging around with people's computers. I think that it's better to communicate than not to communicate. And Zoom, Zoom has a lot to offer. Uh, there's no such thing as a perfect program out there, uh, no matter what you're looking at, even Linux. But at the same time, we got to keep work moving forward. And I think that that was a very viable situation. I do believe... If I'm not mistaken, the paid version has a higher level of security. And so the, the free ones, well, you know, it's like anything else in life. We get what we pay for, and we pay for what we get. And I hope that answers the question. Yeah, and once again, we've used it to stay in touch with family. We've done a couple of different things, my sure. side of the family, on my wife's side of the family, and it's worked really well. No one, no one's come in that we we're aware of. I know there's been reports of that, but uh, once again, it, it's it's worked just fine for for that feature. And I would assume the developers of the app are going to get better and and figure out uh, more security features going forward. Uh, Doug, from our text line, we have a number of those lined up. Uh, my Chromebook received the following notification: last auto software update for this Chromebook. Uh, to get future upgrades, upgrade to a newer model. That seems a bit bizarre. I've never heard of that. That's really unusual. I um, I would like that individual to get a hold of me, and we'll do some searching together. I've I've never heard of that. That's uh, that's unique. I don't know whether it's coming in from the manufacturer of the hardware, the firmware, or what. But that's I we need to do some research on that. Never heard of it. Great yeah, and I like it. I, I like it when they put us on our keep us on our toes, right, Steve? Well, for sure. And I, I've had a, the same Chromebook for a while. As a matter of fact, uh, my old Chromebook is driving uh, the Riverside Studio where I'm doing the show from today, and I haven't had any problems. And first thing this morning when I powered it up and got in touch with uh, the studios downtown. Uh, it needed an update, so I just, you know, quickly restarted the computer, and everything's been fine since. Um, let's get back to the text line at 651-989-9226. Nine-year-old Dell Inspiron 5520, still have Windows 7. Anything to be worried about? I'm not having any problems. Um, I have a horizontal line in the middle of the screen. Um what what can be done about that? Should I be concerned about a computer, a Windows 7 machine that's running fine? This is really a push for me. I would say that line going through the middle of the screen, 
the first thing I would do is I would take a, a live CD or a live USB and boot into Linux to see if that line is still there. We need to determine first if that's hardware or software. If as soon as you turn your computer on, even with a black screen before the logo comes up for the company logo, if that line is there, it's chances are it's hardware. Could be as simple as a pin from the cable that's pushed in and didn't get inserted into the monitor or the computer properly. Check that. That could fix it. As far as Windows 7, as long as you're not having any issues and you are willing to have a paid antivirus, and the quickest way to keep yourself safe is to create another profile, make that profile a user profile without administrator privileges. And that's going to be pretty safe just the way it is. You can go farther, which I would suggest you do. But in the meantime, do some research with Linux, find several distributions and learn how to create a bootable USB and or DVD drive so you can take a test drive to see if you like it and if it goes well with your hardware. But by all means, that machine is a long ways away from being on the junk pile as far as I'm concerned. And, of course, you still have the alternative of going with 10. But I think people would be really really do themselves a huge favor, even if they're going to go with 10, by learning how to create a dual boot and having the alternative of Linux at your fingertips in seconds. Uh, learn that operating system. It's going to be around for many years to come. And great, great text. Thank you so much. All right, Doug, uh, spring cleaning. Uh, it's come up in a text. I have a few old computers I'd like to get rid of. What's the best way to get rid of all the data on them and then what else do you suggest before I recycle these machines? Well, you know, here again, this is where Tech Dump just shines. If you take your machines in there, they pop them right on the counter while you're there. They hook them up to a machine, and they do a complete governmental wipe and give you a certificate that it's wiped. And you just leave the machine there. If you want to wait for the certificate, you can, or they'll email them to you or send them to you via mail, whatever. But that, I can't think of a better way to dispose of your old digital equipment. Now, if you take big TVs and screens in there, there will be a minimal charge. But I don't think it's as expensive as the regular recycle bins, and it saves you miles. And if you really want to wipe it yourself, there's a ton of utilities on the Internet that will wipe the drives. Uh, I would suggest something that writes zeros and ones at least three times. And, of course, you can always get to be man, mountain, Mike, and head out to the garage and take a drill and just drill a hole right through the middle of the hard drive. That, that will end it. Not your computer, the hard drive. Uh, these things are hard to drill through, though. I like the idea of doing software and just sit, a, sit and watch it run. Another really good text, and I hope that helps. Yeah, they are hard to drill through. My uh, wife had some old Macs that uh, we were disabling, and... Uh, disabling the hard drives. You're, you really got to lean on them to get that oh. bit in there and drill through them. It's, it's not easy. And by the way, uh, the website, techdump.org, right now physical operations are temporarily suspended in adherence to Minnesota stay-at-home order. Limited functions continuing remotely, but uh, stay in touch with techdump.org. Uh, They're a local a nonprofit. They do great work here in the community. 
you've talked about them before. So until the stay-at-home order is lifted, uh, you may need to hang on to that equipment, but that is certainly a good option. Um, Doug, from our text line, and then we've got a break, and then a lot more text to get to. Uh, my Lenovo laptop doesn't have a port uh, to hardwire directly to my modem. Is In other words, I, I can't use an Ethernet. Is there an adapter uh, that I could use a USB port? They got a ton of these. And, and in fact, um, I just recently, I've had one for many, many years. You, you plug it into the USB port, and you plug an Ethernet cable in, and it just arrives. It just pops right up. Um, I recently went to Amazon.com. You know, I mentioned them. This is the third time, I think, today. But I went to Amazon.com and just put in USB space to space uh, Ethernet or Cat5 or cable or wired, and you're going to come up with a whole list. I really, really, really like the two new ones that I got because they actually will do 3.0 if you have a newer computer for USB. And these TP-Link, TP-L-I-N-K, they make really good equipment. And if you're in a hurry, you can run out to Micro Center. They've got them in stock. But these things are everywhere. And I think everybody that has a laptop that does not have an Ethernet should spend six, eight, ten, twelve dollars and get an adapter just in case. Once you plug that in, you are back online no matter what. It's a it's a great thing to carry. All they're light, and it really is the answer. And thank you so much. Yeah, that is a great text. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. Uh, We have some folks waiting on the phone lines, Tim in Champlin, Tom in Minneapolis, and then uh, Myrna uh, will join us as well if time allows. Our phone number, our text number, same deal, 651-989-9226. It's Tech Talk with Doug on a Saturday morning here at News Talk, 830-WCCO. By the way, if you're just tuning into Tech Talk or any of our other great Saturday morning programs and, and you missed part of it, while well, you're in business. Download the radio.com app, make WCCO Radio the, your favorite, and then take advantage of the rewind feature. It's, it's outstanding. And it's free. Hard to beat free. All right, let's go to the phones. Tim, you're on the air with Doug. Hello. Hey, good morning, guys. Calling you from beautiful downtown Champlain where it's 70 and sunny. Uh, I've got a Toshiba XP running the uh, Intel Central Dual with about 148 gig of hard drive space. I want to take this computer, since it's running XP, and make it into a transferable for all of my VHS tapes. Is that too old to do that with? No, it's not. Um, The first thing I would do with that computer is I would install Linux, and that is a prime machine as long as it's got a SATA, S-A-T-A, hard drive interface, I would be tempted to put a a 240-gig solid-state drive in there and make it run, turn it into Linux. As far as saving that much data, you're also going to want to take a look at the cost, your cost, of what updating that computer would be compared to buying what's called a NAS, N-A-S a network-attached storage solution. You can pick these things up for generally a couple hundred dollars, plug it into your network, it becomes a part of your local area network, and you can actually get to it via the Internet 
outside if you set it up as such. It's goof-proof. You answer the questions, and it's secure. Most of them are running in a Linux or a Unix operating system. And as far as uh, your your computers that you attach to, it just looks like another drive, no matter where you're at in the, on the network. So you want to check out a network-attached storage system? I really like the Buffalo line, but there's many of them. Western Digital's got them. I'm quite certain Seagate's got a couple. You can buy them drives without put your own drives in and they don't necessarily have to be a solid state drive because it's just strictly storage that you're going to be downloading to a computer but if you wanted super speed you could actually get an empty one and put in solid state drives but that's probably going to be price prohibitive and i hope that helps and good luck all right great call as always ton of great calls and texts here on the program and of course it is tech talk with Doug Swindahart here on News Talk, E3-O-W-C-C-O. Let's go to Tom in Minneapolis. Tom, you're on the air. Hello. Morning. Um, I'm calling in regard to the user a couple back that was saying he got a Linux message that's saying he wasn't getting any more downloads. Uh, for Chrome, yes. Yeah, so when I was looking at Best Buy over the holiday season, they had one of the really, really marked down, well, a sale Chromebooks. It had right under the specifications of you know the components, it had a statement that said, this Chromebook will not receive updates after, and it was only, a date was only like a year, year and a half out from you know this holiday season, and it was right on their you know their specification label. I am not certain about this. It really got me bewildered. I I, I didn't I, I didn't want to 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 imply that the that the texture didn't know what they were talking about. I just never heard of it. It I, apparently it's real. I'm not sure if this is some kind of a discounted thing, but I would certainly think that if you had the wherewithal, and it's not that tough, that you could download a new version of Chrome, the operating system, and reinstall it and turn it back into a fresh machine, I would think. But that's um, that's probably for another show. I'm got, i got to do some research on this. This one's, uh, this one's got me going, Steve, for sure, for sure. Yeah. It really is. Uh, and from our text line, a quick follow-up. I have an Asus C100P Chromebook, and I'm also seeing end-of-update notifications. That coming from Mike in Shoreview. So we, we had that brought up earlier in the program as well. End of light. That's, uh, I did not yeah. expect that. But Yeah, end-of-update. Kind of I'm not sure what kind of deal they got with the manufacturers, but... I gotta, I gotta look at that and figure out a way to, to overcome. Well, then they've got an enterprise version too. So I'm, yeah, I'm bewildered at this. I got to get this squared away. If people are going to be asking, we need to know. Yeah, and uh, we're we're going to dig into that, and and we'll anybody out there with a Chromebook, uh, Doug's going to dig into this, and we'll certainly report back a week from now with the very latest on that on Tech Talk. We've talked a lot about Windows 7 and the future there, and should you upgrade to Windows 10 or go in another direction. Um, we've got time for another call for sure. Let's go to Myrna. Myrna, you're on the air with Doug. Hello. Hi. Hi, Myrna. Uh, I, well, I have uh, an Apple phone, and uh, I... I used to be able to use a password. Uh, it, was, it was a gift to me from my uh, my son. And uh, But I've had it a while, and the passwords have changed. And so they said, well, just get your own password. You know, it's probably easier. 
Uh, I don't know how to do that. And you actually may have to contact Apple. And if that original owner of the phone set up an Apple account, which they should, they they would actually have to release that piece of hardware to you via the Apple server. Once that's done and you create your Apple account, you just set the password on that Apple account and you should be done. If this is an iPhone 7 or older, especially if it's a 6, I don't know if they would even take the call. I'm not sure how Apple's going to be on some of this older equipment. But, yeah, this has to do with with the way Apple really ties together equipment ownership with that particular buyer. And it's a good thing for people because that makes it very difficult for an Apple product to be stolen and repurposed. It has to go to the server. So it's a good checks and balances. But in your case, where it was a legitimate transfer, that transfer really should have taken place the day you got your computer. But not everybody knows that. But I think if you get together with Apple, they'll straighten that out for you in an hour or so. And I hope that helps. Good luck. All right, outstanding call. Let's go to the text line before we run out of time here on the program. It is Tech Talk with Doug Swinhart here on News Talk, E3O, WCCO. Big thanks to Jonathan Lowe, our producer as well, on the program. Um, Doug, is is this something you would help someone with from our text line? Can you help me hook up my printer remotely? They're having trouble. Oh, I do this every day. Um, uh, even if we've got to download a manual and walk the people through setting it up at the printer, at the display mode. And generally, it's pretty smooth. As long as we can get a manual, we can do, yeah, it does take long. We did, um, I did one the other day, and it was an HP, and we connected it to the network, and we were going to set it up wireless. And then I discovered that his printer was about five feet away from his modem slash router, and he had an extra Ethernet cable, plugged in the printer, plugged it into the modem, restarted the printer, and every computer in the place saw it automatically. It just readjusted itself because that cable takes precedence. Never have to worry about an IP address and never have to have a different computer running to attach that printer from a different device. Yeah, it's not. Uh, I'll help. Absolutely. Give me a jingle. It won't take us long at all. And that was a great text. Good text. All right, Doug, we've got to run. We're just about out of time. And on that note, uh, how do people reach you? Phone number, email, et cetera. Thank you. 651-552-9543 and WCCOtech.com, WCCOtech.com, 651-552-9543. And thank you, Steve, and hopefully we'll see you next week. All right, very good. We'll dig into that Chromebook thing that we're hearing about. Uh, Once again, Doug Swinhart, Tech Talk, Saturdays between 11 a.m. and noon. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.